This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. And here he is, the star of it all, the great Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Good morning, doggy. Hi, good morning, Sydney. I did not realize it was your birthday. A double nickel, so happy birthday uh, to you. you. And I do remember your dad because we had that tennis date. About 20 years ago, I forget where it was in Jersey, and he showed up to watch you hit tennis balls on a Saturday afternoon. Is that correct? Oh, my God. What a, you know, you have such a crazy memory. I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was not in Jersey. It was in Westchester. It was at, uh, Chris, Joe Abood's annual charity tournament, and me and you played Patrick McEnroe and Joe Abood in tennis. Remember that? Oh, and, was it PMAC? Yes. Was it PMAC? Wow. Yes, yes. And my dad was there for that. And you played great that day, and eventually we hung tight. I think we were up four games to one, and then Patty Mack was like, wait a second, I'm the pro on the court, and they won 6-4. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. But I do remember your dad went. I do remember your dad went to that, so there you go. Yeah, great memory. Ago, yes. He loved you. He loved you oh, dearly. I'm great. I'm doing, I'm doing very, very well, doggy. I want to start with the Nets. Uh, we're hearing this all over the city. Maybe the most talented seven seed Never lose in the first round. They're not done yet. Down two games to nothing is certainly not good. But if it turns out that they do lose round one to Boston, is that a fair statement? Most talented seven team, seven seed, never lose in the first round. Well, I mean, the East is pretty balanced. There's four good teams. The Nets never really established an identity all year long. A lot of it is, you know, let's hope that uh, Kyrie and Durant can outscore the opposition. I know that Durant got hurt. I know they were 29 and 17, but they don't play defense. They don't have a secondary scenario where if the offense isn't working, what's next to win a game? I've never seen Durant play two worst games than I've seen here. Uh, some of it's the Celtic defense. Some of it's the officials. They have killed physically Durant and they haven't made any calls. Some of it is that. And some of it is the fact that, uh, you know, they had a very bad scenario with those three possessions at the end of game one. And if they would have won that game, you could have lived with losing last night, even blowing a lead, because you'd still be 1-1. So, uh, very disappointing. I don't think Nash is going to lose his job over it. Uh, you know, I don't think Mark's hired Nash, the owner. I, I don't think, uh, you know, who seems to be an enabler. Uh, I don't think they're going to sit there and, and Nash is going to get fired. But they're going to lose this series, though. They're not winning. Uh, they, you know, I can make an argument that the Celtics right now are going to win the NBA championship. Uh, you know, Booker's out, Golden State, you know, I don't much, you know, only got the three guys. I can make that argument with the way the Celtics are playing defense, the, the way they have played. You know, Tatum's playing well. I can make that argument. They could. And I don't think the Nets will come back. They might win a game, but I don't think the Nets will come back and win this series. I think they've had their heart stomped out, blew two games, 17-point lead in game two, a, two, a three-point lead, 40 seconds to go in game one. I don't think they're going to recover from that myself. I, I, really think, don't. I think the best team in the East, and I say this because we've always known about that third guy, right? If you had Bird and, and uh, Mikhail Parrish, if you had Magic and Kareem Worthy, I don't care who it is, that third guy. And the team that has that third guy, who no one talks about but is a tremendous basketball player, is Philadelphia. You get past them beating James Harden, good luck 
stopping Terrence Maxey on both nights. I think that is a team to beat in the East. Well, I think that Miami series would be interesting. One thing, though, Harden's not playing that well right now. Whether it's his hamstring, he fouled out last night. Harden is not playing well. I don't know what it is. You know, new environment. He hasn't been as sharp. And they're not going to be able to win these next two rounds unless he's that. And he doesn't play well in big games anyway. Unless he goes out there and he's 100%. That's a big win they had last night. You're right about Maxi. He's played well. Um, you know, Doc, Doc Rivers has a tendency to blow lots of leads in these series. Um, you know, Miami, they're sneaky. They, they got home court. They got a good coach. They got a lot of depth. Butler's playing well. They should handle Atlanta. That will be a sneaky series. The, the, the NBA postseason is, you know, is good right now. You know, you got Milwaukee's loss. Phoenix has an injury. Nets, these two games have been good. Um, you know, you, you, gotta, you have, you know, Utah, Dallas. Yeah, you know, Memphis, Minnesota, 1-1. You got a little juice in this first round. You got a little juice. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned Miami, and of course, as you know, Doggy, I spent all those years down in Miami. I was there when LeBron made that epic decision to play alongside Bosch and Wade, and I was there for all of it. And I know you're very close, talking about Bruce Springsteen with Pat Riley, and I got close with Riles down in Florida, even wrote a chapter in my last book. You talk about a guy that really may be the greatest individual in sports, and I'm talking about from a decent basketball player to a, uh, a championship coach to a championship president in the office to even a guy that did play-by-play, this isn't Shaq and Wade. This isn't James Bosch and Wade. It's not even Alonzo Mourning and uh, Timmy Hardaway. It seems like every couple of years he's able to reinvent a championship team. I don't think we talk enough about Pat Riley. He may be the greatest individual for any team in any sport ever. He's not a great player, but I agree with you about the other thing. I mean, he's a hell of a coach, almost won his title with the Knicks, won one with Miami when he took over halfway through the year. And obviously, uh, he's done a tremendous job as an executive. He never thinks about tanking. He does the best he can every year to have a competitive team. Uh, and he deserves credit for that. Now, listen, they, uh, they're not, a, I don't know if they're a championship team. And, you know, some, you know, they're a little bit like Utah. You know, they're pretty consistent every year. They win you 50 games, and then they take a shot at the postseason. They had a nice run in the bubble two years ago. Last year they got killed in the first round. But, you know, he's got Hero, and he's got Butler, and he's got Ayabayo's a good player, and he's, he's got a good team. And they got a home court and doesn't have to deal with Boston and everything else. I, they have a chance to beat Philly. That'd be a good chance. Listen, the East is going to have two good semis. Yep. Let's assume Milwaukee wins, Boston, good series there. Philadelphia and the Celtics, good series there. Golden State and uh, Phoenix, if Booker plays, that will be a hell of a series in the Western Conference Final. And then you got a decent final. you got about four or five good series in the NBA here in the next six weeks. Greatest sports about talk show host of all time, whether it's Sirius XM Daily on Mad Dog Unleashed or his terrific baseball show High Heat on the network, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Doggy, you're a diehard Giant fan. I'm a diehard Met fan. We've gone head-to-head the last couple of days. Giants got the better of me yesterday. They'll play that last game coming up. Matinee up there in Queens today. The Giants and Mets both off to a very, very good start. Met fans are starting to think, hey, DeGrom may come back sooner now. Scherzer's been pretty damn good. Alonzo's been pretty good. This team may have what it takes. What does Doggy say? That's, I think there's something to that. Lindor's got a little energy right now. The crowd's embracing him. He's played well. Let's throw that into the mix, too. Uh, you know, I don't like Lugo in that eighth inning. Uh, I got to be fair. He's going two games as it is. I'm not big on him. 
I think their bullpen's still a little spotty, but I, I you can try to fix that. Uh, Diaz, not him, but the seventh and eighth inning, it's a little spotty. Uh, I, I they got a professional manager who's uh, who's going to be able to steer the ship properly. Been around a long time. Uh, you know, they're not going to rebel against him. He's, he knows what he's doing, so that throws in it there, too. I think the Mets got a chance. I'm with you on that. And the division may not be good as we thought. Philadelphia is still up and down. Atlanta's, you know, trying to find their way a little bit. Uh, you know, listen, the Marlins and the Nationals, uh-huh. So I think there's a good chance the Mets, uh, you know, listen, last year they were in first place for two-thirds of the season and they collapsed. True. So I don't want to go crazy. You know, the Mets have had a history of falling apart in these big spots over the last 50, 60 years outside of the two titles. So let's keep that in mind. But uh, I, I'm with you. I like what I see. Uh, there's a little spark there. There's a little juice there. Scherzer's good. We all know that. They have pretty good starting pitching. DeGrom, never healthy. Never healthy. But, you know, maybe he come back by June 15th. Uh, there, there's a chance this team has uh, got a, you know, I mean, there's an extra team in the postseason in both leagues. So they should make it. I mean, they got another ch- chance to. And you got to love the manager. Plus, the owner's got plenty of money. They're making trade in July. So, yes. <laughs> I'm with you on the Mets, 100%. That's the point uh, that I was going to make, is that you're right. The Met history has been, let's blow big leads, but this is Buck Showalter, doggy, not Willie Randolph. <laughs> anyway, let's move to the... Or Jerry, uh, Ma- or Jerry Manuel. <laughs> or, or Jerry Manuel, Manuel, exactly right, to be fair. Uh, all these guys I work with, the Yankee fans, they beat Detroit yesterday. They are tied atop the AL East right now with 7-5. and five. And what's funny is, we thought they couldn't pitch, but they can mash. And as it turns out, outside of Garrett Cole, whether it's Cortez or, or, or Severino, early on, they can pitch. But what is the, the story here with Garrett Cole? What do you see? That's a good question. Uh, I know the Yankees would never admit this, but, you know, would you take a mulligan on giving him $334 million? I mean, last year, I know they claim he had bad hamstrings. The old Jimmy Connors line. If you're injured, don't play. If you play, you're not injured. And so he took the mound. I can't evaluate his health status. He got bombed in Fenway. Uh, the sticky tack thing is a factor. Uh, the, the, the numbers indicate that from last June forward. Um, he hasn't pitched great. You know, he has his moments where he goes out there and throws, you know, 17 strikeouts, goes all the way in Houston. So he has his moments. But overall, I, I, I kind of agree with you about him. I'd be a little worried. Yankees can't hit. I mean, you know, Torres is a shell of what he used to be. The catcher can't hit. I'm not sure if the shortstop can hit. Picks, uh, you know, uh, you got to worry a little bit about him. They're not a great out. They strike out too much. They, they don't hit with runners in scoring position. Can't beat the Orioles. That would concern me some about the Yankee offense. There's still not a lot of spark there with them, too. They ma- make the playoffs because of the Yankees. And they have to figure out a way to get in. But I generally agree with you, too. I don't like what I see with the Yankees either. And Cole is not as good as we thought. He has not been great. I give him a little break after the 2020 pandemic. Last year, he was, he was pretty good. But, you know, they didn't spend $40 million a year for pretty good. They spent $40 million a year for great. Right. He hasn't been great. Last, been last one. Uh, listen, I got into golf because of Tiger. And uh, I covered a lot of golf for CBS before I came to work with you in the late 1990s. I followed Jesper Parnovic, uh, you know, in San Francisco. I followed VJ Singh in Sahala, Washington. But it was really Tiger that brought me to the sport. Even though I've met Tiger in the gallery, he's a complete jerk, by the way, complete jerk. But he, he got me to the sport. And I was excited he was playing again. But, but doggy, I'm sorry. 
all the idol worshiping. The guy was out of contention by Saturday. He finished 23 strokes back. I know he almost got killed, but Jack Youngblood played a good game against the Steelers with a broken leg. Terrell Owens played a good game against a patch with a broken leg. At least go out there and compete. He didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the fan base there would indicate that we'd be wrong if we had that sentiment based on the fact they flocked to him like you wouldn't believe. Uh, during the practice rounds, uh, you could follow anybody you wanted. It, it was all about Tiger. Uh, you know, the 18th green, when he walked up there over the weekend, it was all about Tiger. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I mean, you know, but that event was not a great event. Scheffler is great, but he's boring. I mean, McElroy hit the, you know, made the bunker shot with Morikawa, but they were out of it when they did. Uh, you know, they didn't have a lot to go with there on that weekend scenario. So I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, I could make that argument too, but let's be happy he's performing. He almost lost his leg. And I know it's a one-car accident. It's his own fault, but he almost still. I mean, let's look at it from the standpoint of the positive that he's out there getting a chance to play again. I think you're going to see him at the majors this year. He did shoot a 71 in day one. I get your tenant. I get that. But, I, I, you know, I'd rather have him play than not play. Agreed. He, he provides a lot of juice. Yep. I'll tell you what you need to watch. Watch that 30 for 30 on Greg Norman. Did you see that the other day? I haven't seen that yet. I heard it was great. Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, and all about the Masters and everything else. Absolutely absurd. Uh, absolutely tremendous. So, Norman sat there and watched the 18 holes and sort of analyzed it. Nick Faldo, you'd really get in there. They did a great job. It was two nights ago, 30 for 30, 90 minutes. I just wanted to throw that in. I did a lot of that yesterday on the air, and a lot of fans got into it. So, okay, I'm going to watch uh, that tonight. I'm, I'm going to watch yeah, that like tonight. That. Yeah. You would like that. Now, before I let you go, of course, you know that Bernie's my co-host, but he's sick. He's, he's not here a lot, unfortunately. Uh, but we've What's added... I know you, you spoke to Bernie, yes. But um, we've added one more former member, Chris, of one of your favorite shows, the I Miss in the Morning Show. Another legend is actually back now for about a month. You want to say hello to uh, Doggy? Good. Bring, bring the heat, Russo. Bring the heat. <laughs> How are you, Lou? I miss Chris Russo. How are you, Lou? I'm great. You, I'm great now. How do you feel? I was dead Good for four years. Back. I'm back now. Where, where, where have you been? Why, why were you gone for four years, Louis? I was working somewhere else. That's about it. Okay. That's about it. That's <laughs> so you got to, you're back with Sydney. And what is this? What is how's, is Bernie hanging in there? What's up with him? I, I give me a little rundown. Uh, he's, on that. Listen, he, yeah. he's back again this week. Another round of chemotherapy, and um, I've never seen somebody. I'm being honest. Go for this much chemotherapy. You guys out four days at a time. Every third week, but he, he he tells me that he's doing well and it's it's killing the cancer and that's all we care about is is keeping Bunny around for a long term. But um, right. it seems like an awful lot of medication to me. But what do I know? I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure what I am actually. <laughs> uh, you're a good talk show host. You're a good oh, talk you. show host. <laughs> you. Uh, you are that. You are thank that. you. Well, that coming from you, that means a lot because you're the best. I love you, Chris Russo. You were great again today. Thank you so much. You're the best. Always a pleasure, Sydney. Good to be on. You Thanks too. Me, there he is. The best ever. I mean that. Whether it's Mad Dog Unleashed, whether it's his TV show, High Heat on the MLB Network, or of course, Mike and the Mad Dog, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 